This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. Roz Dressfalaz here. You're listening to Ghosted by me, Roz Dressfalaz. You guys, I had a great weekend. I performed at Ross Matthews' Bubbly Brunch in Palm Springs. I soaked up the sun. I did my show at the Improv, which was a major fun success. And I love it when people come up to me and they tell me, I listen to Ghosted. They say, hey, boo. Or they say, Evie, please come uh, take a picture with me or something like that. It's always so cute. So thank you guys so much for listening and and, uh, being my booze. I also love when people tag the show on Instagram, like, you know, just like in a story. I mean, it's just a story. Like, who cares? It's not going to be on your feed forever. So I love it when people, you know, screenshot that they're listening and they tag me. And I would say 99.9% of the time when you do that, I'll repost it. So if you tag me at Raw's Dress for Less, happy to repost it. And um, I check these messages often and sometimes uh i get 
all kinds of messages. Sometimes I get stories. Um, sometimes I get, uh, you know, guys slipping into my DMs, which doesn't happen enough. So that's another thing I could encourage you, fellas. But here's a, a little uh, note I got from Kaylee. She says, okay. So this is all your fault, but also I love you for it. See, there was a little twist there. I thought she was going to yell at me, but she, in all caps, said she loves me for this. I was walking my dog yesterday, listening to your new episode. I'm walking past this old house and getting this weird energy already. Okay, sorry, I'm doing this in a voice that I thought I that this is my Kaylee voice and then there's this man sitting on a bench just smiling at me it was creepy well see that's the difference between you and me if I see a man smiling at me I'm like hey marry me of course I thought it was all in my head because of all the ghost stuff I was listening to. And that is a thing. I I do find that the more I hear ghost stories, the more I think that everything is a ghost. Because, you know, it's just, it's on your mind. Anyway, then my friend pulls up in his car, scaring me shitless, might I add. I look back and he was gone, completely vanished. My friend said that he hadn't seen him. As we drive away from the house, my dog, who, like, never barks, wouldn't shut up. It wasn't a negative energy, but I was super creeped out, and the house was built in the 1800s. As always, I love the show. Thank you for making me feel at least somewhat normal, or at the very least, not alone in my obsession with this kind of stuff. You are the queen, and if I lived in L.A., I'd be at every show you do. Aww, Kaylee, that's so sweet. Um, yeah, that was a ghost that you encountered. Uh, let me confirm for you. And, um, I can't wait to share some more ghost stories right now. On with the show! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I am joined by a fashion designer, a set designer, he is incredible. You know him from Project Runway Season 10, uh, Project Runway All-Stars 4. He works with the biggest names in the business. I'm talking Tyga, Ariana Grande, uh, Casey Musgraves, Halsey, Lady Gaga, and even Roz Dresfeles. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Gunnar Dethridge is here. Hello. Hi. That's so exciting. Have you ever been on a podcast? I've been on a couple podcasts, but I get really nervous before even when I do it. Oh, we're friends. I know. It's like, it's so simple, but I think it's just that like, uh, I know so many people listen. So you like want to make sure that it's like legitimate what you're saying. You You've know? also been on national television. I know. It's the you're same fine. thing. Listen, anxiety attacks the whole time. No were you nervous when you did Project Runway yeah, like that? Yeah, the whole time. Yeah. Oh my God. Every day. Yeah. Like knots in your stomach. Well, plus you're like creating something that's literally getting judged. Yeah, and there's like no outside inspiration. So it's like, you know, I'm somebody that's like very visual when uh -huh. it comes to references. And so to go into a scenario like that is like really crazy to not have any of that, you know, and to try to create something new and fresh. Yeah. Well, plus, I mean, you, you're you getting judged. Like, oh, for sure. That's the whole point is that yeah. you're getting judged. Which is like 
not very fun all the this time. This show has literally the least judgmental audience of all time because okay, we're all people that are talking about things that are insane. Yeah, I mean, really, though, like, there's also that, too, where I was like, okay, well, I'm, to my boyfriend's I was like, I'm going to talk about ghost stories today. And he was like, I didn't know you had any. I'm like, well, it's because we never really talk about it. Yeah. You know? So it's like one of those things that it's like, I think a lot of people probably have these occurrences or, uh-huh. like, know somebody that has and just don't necessarily voice it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there's a lot of stigma For sure. around it's kind of it. taboo. It is, yeah. But it, it's funny how much you... I mean, I hear from a lot of listeners that are like, wow, like I feel... Um, like I'm not crazy because mm-hmm. somebody told a story so similar to one that I've had. I mean, we all have these experiences. I think it's funny too that people can be a little nervous. I think the idea of a ghost uh, versus like the idea of like spirit with a medium. Mm-hmm. Like people can be nervous about a ghost and then watch like Tyler Henry the medium. You know what I'm saying? And be like yeah. so like emotional and like oh I love this. I hope I have this experience one day. But it's like I in my mind relevate or um, I associate those with the same thing. Yeah, but what I've learned recently from talking to mediums and stuff is that when you're talking to someone that's passed on the other side, like, it seems, now this is, I mean, who knows, but it seems that those are spirits and souls that have found their peace. And so it's like, it's a different kind of interaction than with somebody that's like, I died and I don't want to accept it. And I'm still (laughs) here, baby, whether you can see me or not. There's also something a little less intimidating about, like, manifesting a physical form, you know, like. Yeah. There are definitely some dark twists and turns that That it could take. That you can see through. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm one of those people. Let's be real. I'm talking about myself in this situation. Yeah. It's easier for me to accept a show like that or a show like, even like Long Island Medium, because she's, like, such a character. But to accept that and be like, that's a cool experience. And then... I, I'm personally somebody that's like just terrified of ghosts. It's like the thing that get me like in like horror films and all of this. It's like that's the one Same. thing. Ugh, the idea of it just terrifies me. And I think it's because I genuinely feel like it happens and could happen at some point. Totally. You, every time you move, you kind of put yourself at a new risk, I think. Oh, you know, 100%. I was the kid like as when I would watch a movie and they'd be in a house of ghosts. I'd be like, I would just move. That, like that would be it for me. That's I would just it. move. And like to an, as an adult. I, would, I still, to this day, I'm like, if that happened to me and I was in that situation, I would just move. When you move to a new place, have you ever asked? Uh, no, because I don't want to know. Like, See, I do ask, and I get, I make sure that I charm the hell out of whoever is selling me the place mm-hmm. or the landlord or whatever, because I don't want them to be like, okay, who's this crazy that's like right, asking right. that question? But I'm so I like I charm them, and then I'm like, okay, now I'm just I'm kind of silly. I just gotta know: has anyone died here? Are there any ghosts? Oh, trust me, I'll still live here. Don't worry, I'll still live here. Has anyone died here? And then they're always like, no, what the hell? Um, you're like secretly hoping for it though you're like is this the one kind of yeah for sure i mean i just don't want to live alone i want a ghost roommate. do you choose old houses that kind of uh of yeah for, i do too I i've do been to well. your place I know. your place is like historic i won't lie to you i definitely feel like our place has got some things we've been starting to notice it my boyfriend and i have what does that mean um so i sleep on a side of the bed and directly next to us is a closet and it's like a sad excuse for a closet I've had to like put racks on the whole wall or whatever, right? So I have this thing about I do not like to sleep with open doors. I just don't like it. It's that thing either. for me, and it kind of relates back to this experience I had as a kid, which I we can totally delve into. Let's get into it. Um, 
but this door in my in my house it won't stay closed. And it and when I shut it, you hear it click. You pull on it, it's closed. Like you know, it's closed. I wake up almost every single morning and this door is open. And oh yeah, somebody died in that closet. It's just one of those things. And it's a it's a tall enough closet. Like I have cultures. It's a tall enough closet where I feel like if somebody wanted to, they could potentially like hang themselves or something from uh, this closet. I know, but I think about these things and I'm just like, I just feel. Like this, we've we've been having a lot of like technology glitches, like the remote clicking and the TV turning off in the middle of a TV show, like things that just don't normally happen. Mm. Um, and I lived in a really old house before this that was built in like 1805, and I lived there for seven years with nothing, like no occurrences. We never had a weird thing there. And since we moved to Los Angeles and into this old house, we live in Hollywood Hills. Um, it's we've started to have these like small little occurrences. What are you watching that the ghost is like, girl? No. Like on well, it's probably the constant stream of Real Housewives that my boyfriend is watching. See, the ghost doesn't like here. that. I don't either, but <laughs> maybe we're in on the same side here in occurrences. It's like your closet. Go- See, it's a maybe it's a closeted maybe, oh gay God, man, a closeted gay man, and it the closet is just a metaphor. <laughs> That's why the closet I'm keeps gonna opening go with that. I'm gonna in the go middle with that of the night. It's easier for me to process. And it's the kind of gay man that's like, I'm not into Real Housewives. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to go with that. It's easier for me to process than that yeah. there's somebody watching me from the corner of the closet. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, The key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but Watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed. But will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Okay. So what is this childhood experience? So I had a neighbors, and I lived in the middle of the country. I grew up in Indiana. So, like, I graduated I with... I you're from Kentucky. Well, I lived in Kentucky for eight years. I know more about Kentucky than I ever did about Indiana. So How when come I'm... I, you don't have an accent, but I get Kentucky from you. Is it the cowboy hat and cowboy boots? That or you're it, currently wearing? Yeah, maybe yeah. it's that. Um, no, but I, I think I there's, like, a warmth that the South tends to have. 
you know? And mm-hmm. so, like, Indiana, when I say Indiana, it was on the border. Like, 30-minute drive and you were in Kentucky. So it's... Oh, okay. Like, very... We call ourselves Kentuckiana. Like, that's the region, right? So, picture middle of nowhere. Okay. Um, my next-door neighbors, there were only two of them. And thankfully, they were right in between my age and my younger brother. So, like, we're all within, like, a three to four range. And... Uh, the the girl who I was really close with uh, was very into the idea of witches and of and of um, spirits and she had a very like a Native American heavy background mm-hmm. um, so she, I think her family being very spiritual in a lot of different ways kind of carried over to her and then of course like being kids everyone's obsessed with like Ouija boards and seances and like totally. all of the all of the things you know so like we partaked in all of that and had fun and like it was I was always afraid of it and a little bit of a skeptic. Um, and we had done a couple of these like weird Santas in her grandmother's house that they her grandmother swore on her grave that was haunted. She was like, my ex-husband is here. I left him and he's still here kind of thing. Mm. So it was one of those like I was always aware of ghosts through them. So we took a camping trip and all of our families went and there was two cabins that sat next to each other. They had the kids in one cabin and then the adults in the next cabin. Okay. And um and this was like way in like at a lake house in the middle of nowhere. Spooky already. Super spooky. I didn't it didn't come off as spooky to me or anything, right? So I we spent the night, we did the thing. Middle of the night, I wake up to what I feel like is a hand pushing on my chest and it's cold. I like as a kid, I was probably nine or 10, but I was really, I was aware of it. I thought it was my mom waking me up and I woke up and there was, I opened my eyes, but couldn't really move my body and there was nothing there. And I, out of that, woke up in like a gasp and I looked and there was this girl in the doorway. Say what now? I know. I have cold chills thinking about her. She was like very stark. She was a young girl and there was like a super gaunt feel to her face. And as a kid, I couldn't move. I like I I could not move. I could not breathe. It felt like it felt like I'd been kicked in the stomach. Oh my god. And I just stood there making what was I guess eye contact with this little girl for a minute. And all of a sudden it just kind of like she like it's almost like she backed away out of the room and she just vanished. And I laid there for what I felt like hours. I don't know how long it was. I was like sitting up like at an angle at this bed. My brother was next to me, the other two were in the side bed. And I just remember thinking, I cannot stay here right now. Like, I cannot. Wait a minute. Okay, so what did she... Could you see through her? She was like a, what I like to call atmospheric in a way. Like, she was like a somewhat physical form to me, but there was like a glow to her. Like, if mm. the lights were bright on her and like still a little dim because we were in a darker atmosphere, that's what it kind of felt like to me. Okay. And I I, I just remember feeling that it felt really real to me. Yeah. But I don't know if... That felt scary to me, naturally seeing a little girl in the corner of the room, like looking up and there she is, versus not being able to move when I first woke up. That equally paired with that scared the shit out of me as a kid. Whose hand was on you? I have no idea. But it's I don't think it was the pressure that woke me up. I think it was the coldness that I felt on my chest. And then I felt the pressure and then it was like my eyes shot open. Oh my so God. it took everything in me. I ended up walking over to my mom and dad's cabin and getting, I, it took everything in me to walk at night. That I'm, is, yeah, that's terrifying. Like, if I see a ghost uh, in the hallway, I'm not going out to I the hallway. I just couldn't stay in there. I couldn't stay in that room. Like that was, it felt smothering to me. I could not stay in and I was the only one that had experienced it. And like, I know, I know that this was a, a real scenario because I remember walking and I woke up in my parents' bed the next morning. 
Like, I know that that happened. Do you remember what she was wearing? She, it was like a solid white outfit. It looked really dated to me. Not like, um... <laughs> You're such a, a fashion designer. You know, it was a little dated. <laughs> Super dated. Lots of faux pas. It honestly, it felt like a 1940s little girl was right. outfit. Oh, my God. It felt like a nightgown. Like a 1940s nightgown. Well, maybe she knew that you have fashion skills and she was, she like, was like I need a new look. She was pissed she died in that outfit and she wanted <laughs> <laughs> she needed an update. But like she's like, girl, get woo! up. I need a new look. Little me was horrified. <laughs> like absolutely horrified. But it's crazy because to this day, when I wake up in the middle of the night, <clears throat> this is the face that I see. Like this is the thing that like I'm terrified of the dark. I don't love it. And like when I'm by myself, like you wake up to go to like the restroom or get a drink of water in the middle of the night, I basically basically sprint to my bed because that's what I'm picturing in my mind that entire time. Oh, yeah, it God. just stuck with me. I mean, see people underestimate the empty Gatorade bottle in the bedroom. Oh but when there's a demon in the hallway, it's good to have one. Yeah, but what are you doing when there's watching you on from the closet too? Well, Privacy. then Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, you can pull the blanket over and do your business. Oh my God. I listen, I was driving to Palm Springs yesterday in full makeup and I had to pee and I did not want to get off in some of those towns on the way oh to God, Palm no. Springs in a full face so you better believe I had a, a Gatorade bottle <laughs> TMI no. that's when you you need your visor that comes into play I, you know your I full, got the visor full face, full shield. face shield <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you can't wear a full face so okay listeners I wear this full face shield that's basically like one big sunglass uh, lens that covers my entire face and when I if I see if I go into like a gas station wearing that people think I'm about to hold the place up oh my god especially dressed as Roz no but like I'm yeah. in like boy clothes with the face and that mask on <laughs> but you're no wig though no wig. no no wig All so right. they're like we're about to get robbed and then I like pull up the shield to be like no bitch it's about to be a party <laughs> <laughs> okay hold up so do you would you consider that sleep paralysis I don't know what else it would be, if I'm being honest. Because is, is that not what per- sleep paralysis is? It's when you you don't have control over your body, but you're awake. People, yeah, and people say that a lot of times with sleep paralysis, you you can see things as yeah. well. It's very visual. But I think that is fully a ghost, demon, whatever oh, situation. For sure. I mean, maybe I, in my head, I feel like they can even be intertwined in do that you, way. Do you sleep on your back? Yeah, I do. And then, I mean, I guess, like, I toss and turn a lot in my sleep. I'm not somebody that is a sound sleeper. Like, I feel like I definitely vibrate on, like, a more awake realm than, like, full deep sleep. Okay. See, I think I've talked about this with guests before, but I've heard that sleep paralysis happens more commonly when you sleep on your back. And since I do not want sleep paralysis, I sleep on my face, which is also something that ages you. Yeah, for sure. But <laughs> I'm all about no demons and Botox. That's right. the secret. I, I am down, especially with the no demons. Yeah. Botox will find its way back, too. Yeah. I'm not a stranger. So how old were you when this happened? I think I was seven or eight, maybe nine. I was young. Uh-huh. Super young. So then, I know you've had other experiences, because didn't you go, you went to uh, the Waverly... Waverly Hills Sanitarium in Louisville, yeah. How old were you then? I was in high school the first time I went. I've been three times to Waverly Hills, which for somebody that doesn't like ghosts... Yeah, you're all in this. I get talked into things a lot. Yeah. Um... The first time I went, uh, I went with my parents and uh, my girlfriend at the time. Oh, ladies, man. It's been that long ago. Um, 
And, you know, you see, like, some small occurrences and, like, nothing insane. And then I went back. Well, what's the history of that place? So it was a tuberculosis hospital in the the 40s. And it was the largest amount of deaths in a certain place in that time period. Because anybody that had tuberculosis, this was, like, a research hospital, basically. And they Uh didn't know how to fix it. So, like, they had pressurized rooms and a children's wing on the the ceiling or on, the like, the rooftop in the last floor. And um, they had a death chute, basically, which is a tunnel that runs underneath of it so they could get the bodies out to keep morale up because there were so many people dying. Um, That's, it's also a major destination for like paranormal TV shows. If you've watched any of the TV shows, they've they've definitely explored it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's huge. It's a five floor, uh, it it makes a giant U shape. They designed it in a U to get a breeze that come in um, to sweep the sickness out basically was the thought process. It was that, it was really bad. So you can actually, for a certain fee, I don't know about any more, stay the night. Um, stay the night. Stay the night. Now, the night being about seven hours that you're in there, right? Like you arrive at, I want to say it's like 10 o'clock and you stay until like five in the morning. But it's not like a, with the intention of sleeping in a bed, right? Or is no, it just like you, you have sleep like sleeping bags. I went with a best friend and did it. Um, and the people that own the actual, the hospital... I guess it's a hospital, sanitari- sanitarium. Um, they they arrive too, and they stay there on site, and they're like very into it. They are very aware that this place is haunted. Yeah. Um. So they also have people that come in and they do the is it EVPs? Oh, girl, you know it's EVPs. Oh my gosh, yeah. And then they also do the geothermal, which to me I had a really interesting experience with. So there's a hallway. I want to say it's on the fourth floor, and they call it the shadow hallway. And it's because at night you see the moon, like the moonbeam come through. Like so, there's a slight glow to the space, and all you see are people walking up and down this hallway. And you I mean, saw them. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Every time I've been there, I've seen it. It's like it's a it's like a, a guaranteed like old faithful of Waverly yeah. Hills. You see people walking back all different s- shapes and sizes in this hallway. I mean, oh if you God. think about the amount of people that died in this space, yeah. it's just like overflowing with spirit, really. Wow. Yeah. So we walked up and down this hallway. And they did this thing where they were like, hey, so if anybody wants to walk into the hallway and back, we're going to do a geothermal. So I went with my best friend. So we walked to the end. At this Work point, the runway, I'm girl. horrified. It's the scariest runway I've ever done. <laughs> the scariest. <laughs> I guess also I felt like it was a larger audience than usual, too. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, so we get to the end of it. I'm like gripping onto her. My eyes are closed the entire time. I like couldn't even force my <laughs> eyes to open. I'm her. horrified at this. And um, She's this just guy here says, with her boyfriend. Whoever's on the right you know whoever's on the right in the white something's next to you and it was naturally me and I'm standing there and he was like it's really big and I was like oh god like shaking in my boots at this scenario and then all of a sudden the girl I was with this was with my best friend at the time we went into this she was like it's really cold isn't it and I was like yeah like I just knew I was like hankering into this like feeling of like we're we're surrounded by a lot right now and then she was like I feel like something's on my shoulder and I, she was like can we go back and that we had to walk back after that and then the rest of this night was just kind of full of when you walk through a space central like air conditioning spots within the space is how yeah. I would describe it when you take photos in there sometimes you can't even see there are so many orbs in this in the, in these photos oh, I mean God. it's just full of them it's a really intense experience you f- feel history in a, mm-hmm. in a weird way and I feel like there's just an overwhelming f- sense of sadness like I left and I'm and I'm very much so consider myself an empath. And I left and I felt like I just needed to cry yeah. All, every time it was just a really heavy experience and I felt you know, a lot of kids died there. Yeah, it's so sad. They tell stories about this one boy named Tim 
nothing Tim and he tosses a ball up and down the hallway and like you randomly see this ball they're talking about it didn't move when I was there but on one of the ghost hunter shows it rolled right at this guy's feet so it's almost like if you provoke these things enough in this space you're going to get a reaction do you truly believe that they don't have somebody setting up you know rolling the ball and you know I the skeptic in me says absolutely you know yeah. what I'm saying just because it's ratings and having been through television but I mean especially when they're doing this thing like come pay and stay here for seven hours for sure but, but do you think or no do I th- I mean I don't think it was organized by the sanitarium. I feel like if anything, okay. it was organized by a production crew. Because okay. I've been there and because I have, you feel it. It's it's overwhelming. I, there's no other way to describe it, but like, it's there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that's what you're looking for, whatever it is, it's there. Ugh. Yeah. God, that's so scary. It is. And it's incredible to to have gone through it and to have gone through it multiple times and experienced really similar things. Would you go back? I don't think so. I think I'm over that. My yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just that like I, the memories that I have from this space to me seem really just heavy. I, I don't know. And I feel like the older I get, the more empathic I get, the more I absorb everything. You know what? Thinking about that and thinking about your first story about the little girl, I know there's all these medium shows and they, you know, they, there's one in Hollywood, there's one in Long Island. But what if there was like the uh, the spirit stylist and it's you going in there and helping them, uh, you know, update their their look? First I'm of just all, thinking, there's a lot of logistical questions I have on how I would make this happen. Well, you know, we figure it out. You first, you throw a sheet on. If you know, if the sheet, where does throw one a buy otherworldly fabrics? First of all, let's start there. I know someone. <laughs> uh, don't worry, I know. You've someone. got a gal. <laughs> anyway. So you you also told me one time that you have a friend. That had a crazy story or something? I haven't, um, I haven't, I'm not going to call her estranged. We've just kind of grown apart. Um, But, and it all kind of started from an experience that we both shared. Um, I, I just moved to Louisville in this, in this scenario. And I met somebody that was very in touch with her spiritual side and her, I'm going to say she was like even Wiccan in ways, you know, like she was very uh, explorative. And she also, like, really wanted to attract the energy, and she wanted to attract anything, I think, really. I think she was one of those people that was just kind of desperate to have something okay. and to prove that to herself. And um, and I went through a lot of things, like, we, you know, we had tripped mushrooms and read tarot cards and, like, gone on these interesting <laughs> trips. You know what I'm saying? I went down a lot of weird roads with her, and I felt, like, uh-huh. some kind of um, synergy with her in that way. And um, it got to this kind of point where she was starting to reach out to other organizations, in the city, a lot of which were dark, I'm gonna say, um, like really dark. Like, and what do you mean, like uh, covens, like or but culty, the dark kind, like kind oh, okay. of culty dark, but not like um, Charles Manson culty, more more in the occult kind okay. of way. Um, I would, I don't even know if I would say it's satanic because I'm not somebody that's like kind of familiar with the realm of what that entails Mm -hmm. but it was really dark and I went to a couple of events with her the first one being like a uh, a vision circle which to me felt very like hypnosis based and I was not a fan of that so we ended up going to this like Halloween party I guess and um, the whole time I felt like I was being followed 
in the space. And keep in mind, it was like a gymnasium. So it's not like a massive space, but it was pretty big. I bet there were 80 to 100 people in the space. It's a masquerade ball. Except for I didn't catch that part. I showed up as Corella DeVille. <laughs> so <laughs> there's uh, 95 people in a room and only one that needs to show up as Corella DeVille to get followed. Let's be real. I was being followed because I looked like a wretched old <laughs> But were they dressed up at all? Anybody? Everyone was dressed up. Oh, okay. Everyone was dressed up. I was just the only one that didn't take it as a masquerade. Got it. Um, so we're at this event. I'm being what I feel followed. And I, I tell her and she says, I know I am too. And I was like, okay, well, who is follow- Who do you think is following you? And it were two separate people. And the one that was following her was this woman. And um, I'm not, I'm not going to say her name, but she, uh, I won't say her name because I'm terrified of her. But she had been at the the first circle that we had gone to that I felt really uncomfortable with about the hypnosis. Wait, I'm confused. So like an actual human physical person. An actual human person. Oh, okay. This actual human person that was a part of this group. Um, and, and now I, I learned afterwards her husband but what you mean by follow, like they're just kind of watching I, you from afar? Absolutely. And, okay. Every move that we make, they were watching us. Got they it. were talking about But There were a lot of people in this room. I, feel, I just felt very targeted. You know when you're in a space. This was before Project Runway. So this is before anybody even had an inkling of who I was. Uh-huh. So this is naturally, you can, and you just sense it when you're somebody sure. that can kind of pick up on that energy. And um and, and that's me in a gas station with full face. It's like yes. I know everyone's staring yeah. at me. <laughs> but you just kind of accept it in that space because you're in a gas station. Yes. But when you're at a party and these people are blatantly staring at you, yeah. you really are aware of your surroundings. It felt very much so like I had to watch my back in that way. So it comes like maybe like 30, 40 minutes later, I feel a hand on my shoulder and it's the guy that had been making me feel odd. And he was like, well, I didn't catch your name. And I was like, I didn't give you my name. You know, it's I introduced Corella myself as Corel developers. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, I did. And he was like, no, what's your real name? And I was like, you know, I, I just wasn't going to give it up. Well, my friend had actually given this other woman her name. And and this kind of night just felt odd. It wasn't super supernatural. It wasn't super anything. It was just really weird. Mm-hmm. So we go home that night. We go our separate ways, whatever. I go to sleep that night. And I wake up in what feels like a solid velvet hallway. And my friend is at the other end of this hallway, right? It's like a black meets like a burgundy kind of velvet hue hallway and it's long and it keeps getting longer the more I look at her but the only thing I can see is her eye contact in this dream and all she says to me is she says we can't get out of here and I was like what do you mean we cannot get out of here and she was like they're gonna get us and I was like who is gonna get us and then in this dream this man and this woman are standing side by they like walk out of these curtains and are standing side by side in this dream and all I can do is make complete eye contact with my friend and she was like how are we going to get out of this and it was like everything in me knew that I shouldn't be in this scenario this room to me felt very real it had a musty smell to it it felt old it felt like somewhere I it felt like this ride I had been on at a theme park that was really old and dusty like one of the indoor ones it just had this weird mechanical smell almost like metallic yeah i know that you know that smell and and so all of these things to me were just really occurring and i was like i'm in this i'm in this fucking room right now like what am i gonna do to get out and it i don't know what i did but i i just fell back 
I like I just fell back in this room and it felt physically like I was falling. But this is basically what happened to me is I I, I just I fall back and it's like I hit my bed because I hit my head on the wall in this room and it woke me up and I woke up to my phone ringing and it was her. And she says, how did you get out of there? No. That's what she said to me. How did you get out of there? Oh my God. Covered in cold chills right now. Me too. And I, I just like, I didn't. I didn't know what to say to her. I just I sat on the phone and I was like, I'm really scared right now. And she was like, I'm I don't know what just happened to us. And I was like, I think we were summoned there. I felt like in our weakened dream state, we were pulled to this space by this woman and by this man who had made physical contact with yes. me by putting a hand on my shoulder and who had this woman had done the exact same to my friend that night. And ever since that day, I just like that's I'm really weird about touch with people that I don't I don't know and I don't understand. I'm super guarded about it. I bet. But we haven't really talked since that moment. We never actually discussed what happened in that in you that and the friend. Scenario. No. Wait, do, so you you remember leaving the party though? And going I remember to bed? leaving the party. Yeah, we. I, I didn't even really drink at this party. I was the one that yeah. drove us. Like, I didn't even really drink at the time. That is, yeah, terrifying. Terrifying. Terrifying because it felt so real. Have you seen Rosemary's Baby? No. Okay, another one that you might not like because there's a moment that's like that, and it's very culty and stuff. And she, the lights just flickered. the lights just flickered. <laughs> I just saw that too. Ugh. Um. It's very. She's, it's a cult scenario, and she has this dream kind of moment, and then she finally realizes this is not a dream. This is really happening. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it reminded me of. Oh, God. when you can look down and see your feet are solid on the ground and feel the weight of your feet on the ground. Yes, that's something that you you and don't smell just, and the smell. You don't forget that. The fact that I woke up to her calling me and her not being like, "Hey, are you okay? Hey, anything?" Her saying, "How did you get out of there?" I mean, physically, I the only thing I could think to do in that room was to fall back. And it was almost like second nature. It was like a protection for me. It's mm-hmm. like I knew that if I just fell, I would fall out of this room in a way. That was some weird black magic weird shit. Weird black magic shit. I don't like Dark-sided. it. Dark-sided. Dark-sided. I have to this, since then, I, I don't venture much into that realm. I oh mean, I stay really guarded on my shit. I really Good. have you backed away. You gotta protect yourself from that. Yeah, for sure. I think it's like one of those instances when you realize, you know, your early 20s, I think, are really, um, you're explorative. And I mean, mm-hmm. some more than others. And I felt like I was really open and really sure. explorative. And I was in this space where I was like, this is a thing that I'm not used to. And it's different for me. I'm going to allow it to happen. And then you kind of get burned from a scenario like that. And totally. it just becomes this like really scary thing. Yeah. That one got me. I'm sorry. I've heard a lot of stories, but that one got me. My heart is racing thinking about it. Do you have other stories? I mean, not like that's like those are my absolute biggest stories that I have for sure. There's some pretty scary ones. Oh my god! Yeah. No, this has been great. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I wish I had some some other crazy crazy ones for you, but it's okay. You'll be back. I knew you'd be excited about my 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 story with my my ex friend. Okay, you want to play a game? Yeah, let's play a game. All right, it is time for EVPs or EV please. <laughs> All right, so what I do is I go to the internet, I search for EVPs, I find EVPs, and we're going to listen, and you're going to tell me what the investigator thinks 
the ghost is saying. Okay. okay. Now, I found this video. It is from the Kentucky United Paranormal Society. You I pulled want... from Kentucky for I, me Yeah, today? I looked for All Kentucky right. just for you. And it uh, on YouTube, they're K-U-P-S Paranormal. And it's from various locations in central Kentucky. It's like a compilation video. And here's the first one. What do you think they think this spirit is saying? I'm hungry. That's what I heard it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a good guess. Let's try it again. I'm lonely. It's I'm something, right? Are I'll you give you some that? options. Yeah, I heard that too. The first option. I'm lonely. B. I'm rosy. C. I don't know her. Maybe it was like a Mariah J-Lo situation. <laughs> I don't know her. Or D. Deep. No, I'm just kidding. I, th- I think it's I think it's I'm lonely. Let's listen again. Yeah, I kind of think it is too. They said it's I'm Rosie. Well, who was Rosie? Who's Rosie? No backstory. I know there wasn't a backstory, so I guess it, maybe oh, it nice was a Rosie. Hey, Rosie, nice to meet you. <laughs> what are you wearing? Um, <laughs> here's another one, and tell me what you think they think it says. Ooh, can you play that one again? Yeah. It's a little obscure. What? Any guesses? <sighs> Maybe which one's next? Which one's next? I don't know. Let's play it. Can you play it one more time? Sure. Oh, okay. Which one's next? Yeah, that's a good guess. It could be, thank you, next. Oh, that's exactly what Which, it is. Which, P.S., you worked on that video. I did work on that video. What did you do on that? Um, I decorated the video. So, all so you of, did all the Mean Girls? I built the burn book, which was like kind of a big thing. And we're, um, Do you have the burn book? I don't. She has the burn book. And I, I kind of can't say anything more. Okay. Um, there's that's... just some cool stuff coming. Um ah! And I did, I decorated me uh, Regina George's bedroom. So basically every fabric, every piece of furniture in there, I reupholstered to match the, the bedroom. <sighs> um, I did the custom wood, or the custom Elwood's bedspread. And You're so cool. It's like a wild world I fell into. So watch Ariana Grande's Thank You Next yeah, and you we, can see some uh, Seven Gunner's Rings work. too. Okay. Um, back to the ghosts. Which so, one's next? Which one's next? Okay. Is it A? Is Mike up? I don't know. Maybe it was like... Maybe he's up. They're just wondering, hey, is Mike up? I want to play. Uh, B, get some wine in here. Maybe they wanted wine. I don't know. C, it's the Lion King. Maybe like they were... Maybe they were at... Maybe the... See, we don't hear what the investigator... Maybe the investigator asked, what Disney movie are you most excited for? Live maybe. action. Backstory, man. It's important. It's the Lion King. Or D... Hey, y'all, I'm a Kentucky ghost. Can y'all hear me? I wish. (laughs) Which of those do you think it was? I don't think it sounds like any of those, but I I guess is Mike up? It is, is Mike up. Let's try it again. There must be some backstory. I I could hear, is Mike here? Yeah. Is Mike here? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe from a downstairs Am I queer? Maybe that's what it was. That's exactly what it was. Got some gay ghosts. <sighs> I love gay ghosts. What kind of ghost would you be? Oh my god, a, a colorful one. Yeah, I bet. I think so. What would you wear? 
I'd be really upset to be stuck in one thing if I'm being honest. Yeah. Right? Like I'd be devastated. Mm. Maybe I would haunt like a like a playhouse or something. I wonder if ghosts can try on clothes or do they fall off? I don't know. I would imagine they just go right through it, right? Yeah. Oh, that would be tough to see like an amazing look and like you literally oh can't God. physically get in it. Yeah, basically. That would be devastating actually. It's like a worst case scenario for me. That maybe that's hell. Maybe that's maybe hell. that's my oh my god! Like an American Horror Story when the Coven, they all have their own versions of their personal hell. Yes, that's mine. Being stuck in Barney's and not being able to try a thing on. <laughs> uh, I have a final question. Final question. Yes, what's up? Let's say being a ghost is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Would you come visit me? Yeah. Really? If you died before me? Yeah, for sure. I feel like I'm needy enough as a human being. <laughs> it's where I would visit everybody. I would definitely make my presence known. Yeah. Like, and you definitely would target the people with a thinner veil, right? Totally. Yeah, just like, yeah, make make your tour. Just do like a straight up tour. Yeah, absolutely. It's just like um, like a world tour for me. Just only terrorize, like terrorizing people. I would probably not be a nice ghost. I don't think. <laughs> I'd get a thrill out of scaring people. Yeah. Well, you would probably turn off the Real Housewives. Oh, God. Yes. Since you don't like that. Yeah, I'm definitely curious to see what's in my house, though. Yeah. Especially Should we do a I'm seance at your house? Oh, I'm nervous to do it. <laughs> Could you imagine? What if it opens up? Oh, my God. What up? if it's there? Like, I'd have to move, I'd have to give up my apartment. You wouldn't do like a saging, you know, get it all out? Yeah, but does that work, though? Like, I'm always afraid it's just going to rile it up, you know? I don't know. One day we'll know, maybe. One day we'll know. Could you imagine? Oh. Oh, whatever. Um, I think we did everything we need to do today. All right. All right. Tell us um, what you got going on. Well, I, um, I'm i about to launch a collection whenever I muster up the energy. I'm taking some personal time Amazing. to just like enjoy life and not be a workaholic. Totally. Uh, but it's androgynous <gasps> and uh, unisex multiple sizes. And I'm also launching a home goods collection with it. Stop. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm kind of tying in together my, my set design world. With my fashion world. Smart. Yeah, and I work with, like, an incredible team that does, like, my production designer and everyone else that we work with. We're called Team Nomad, and it's a bunch of, honestly, nomads that just kind of wonder and, like, create amazing things. And they've definitely inspired me to, like, explore this decorative side of of what I do. Maybe we could do, like, a ghost-inspired collection. Girl, Uh, yes. My gosh. 100%. Yeah, for sure. We still have to make you something. I know. I have something to talk to you about. Okay, I'm into it. Let's go do that. Um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm oh, so excited. Oh, social media. Oh, social media. Um, My Instagram is at Gunner Deathridge. It's G-U-N-N-A-R-D-E-A-T-H-E-R-A-G-E. And rage. again, if you guys are watching those Ariana videos, anything, uh, any other videos uh, or anything? We did um, Ariana's. We did Thank You Next and um, Seven Rings, Break Up With Your Boyfriend. It's so good. Oh, my God. We did Halsey's, which was really cra- crazy. Um, we work with uh, Hannah Lux Davis, the director, and she's just like a mad woman. She's so talented and has such a great vision. And um, we did Casey Musgraves with her, too, right before she won her album of the year which is wild it's been a crazy ride we work with so many talented people you are fucking killing it it's been really amazing this next year I think is going to be even bigger it's going to be wild Ah, ah. 
One year in LA, not bad for it to have all that under my belt, right? Killing it. Oh yeah, and I also have a feature film coming out. Say um, what now? Yeah, I think it's gonna hit this year. Um, it's a film that I had costumed last year, and it has some really massive names in it. Uh, Who? Sean Hayes is in it from Will and Grace, and Fun. um, Allison Janney. Love it. Ugh, she was wild. Matthew Broderick is in it. Um, it's a really, really incredible film. Jim Rash from Community is in it. Margot Martindale. Oh my um, god! It's just a comedy. Gonna, comedy and going to be brilliant. It's really is the costuming is really superb. So oh, I can't wait. I'm excited for that to come out as well. I'm obsessed with Gunnar Dathridge, and wow, I'm telling you, I get very scared during these episodes, but I have not had full on shivers and goose pimples on my body like I did when he was telling that story about the dream. Oh my God. <sighs> that was good though. That was a good one. That was a good one. He got me. Um, Guys, thanks so much for listening. We're here every Thursday, so please keep telling your friends, keep posting about the show, join the Facebook group, and uh, share your stories there. We just recorded an episode coming up soon that is me and another fun, fabulous drag queen, Laganja Estranja. We're reading the stories, and it is a great time. You're going to love that episode. And you might actually hear one of your stories from the Facebook group or from the other way that you could send me a story, which is at uh, on Apple Podcasts. If you go give us a five-star rating and leave it in the review, I will happily read it on the air, especially if it really spooks me. Um, please subscribe to the show and... Um, you know, like the Facebook page as well as the Facebook group. I am on Instagram at Roz Dresfalas, Venmo at Queen Roz. I've got a Facebook page, Roz Dresfalas. I've got all those things. I'm everywhere. So um, I love you guys. I really do, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye. Star Brains Avenue, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.